The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Your radio target is locked, and you have reached strike point. Webmaster Radio stretches its microphones across the Atlantic to bring you strike point. Our expert and informative hosts will attack the search industry from Europe to the Americas and beyond. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm presents Strike Point. <laughs> Welcome to Strike Point. It's Monday, October 19, and we are live again. Uh, last week I was away on conference, so unfortunately we couldn't do the show there. So um, we're live again, and today with me I have Bess van der Veld. Probably screwed up your name to- totally there. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Maybe no, you, did pretty, you did it pretty okay. It's Bas van der Veld, but it's a Dutch name, so it's uh, difficult to pronounce for many. Uh, I'm glad yeah. to be here. Thank Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to have you here. Uh, Bez is also featuring the show um, Search Cowboys. Um, yep. What is it? On Tuesdays, you uh, always forget no, the Thursday, time. Thursday night, uh, 7 p.m. Amsterdam time, which is uh, 6 p.m. UK time. Good. So that's uh, got that a bit right. earlier than this <laughs> show. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Dave is out on, I think, client meetings today or something like that. I saw he was just uh, putting a tweet about being on the Gatwick Express, so uh, I'm not sure from where to where. But anyway, he couldn't be here today. But I'm glad that you're here, Bess, uh, and I hope we will have a good show. We have a whole lot of things on the agenda. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit about the, um, Google dropping uh, PageRank, at least on, on Webmaster Central. Interesting yep. um, open there. Um, talking about dropping things, uh, Yahoo finally dropped paid inclusion, which has been one of the oldest programs of the kind and the only one that was left, now it's over, so we're going to talk about that. Um, and then um, Danny's been having an interesting uh, discussion going on on his personal blog on daggle.com about um, link spammers, and uh, I hope we will talk a whole lot about that. Um, and related maybe a little bit to that, I was um, posting a little bit about how I view the way that uh, Google is going about things these days and the way that they're just basically just, you know, taking the world on them without asking anybody. <laughs> um, anyway, I hope we get time to talk about everything. We probably won't. Um, but for now, I think we should just very quickly introduce our sponsors to the show and then uh, we will get right on with it. So if you stay with us for just a minute, we will be back. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. 
Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. Want to learn the biggest asset to driving online success? Let me introduce you to my expert advisor, PixelSilk. PixelSilk is a robust content management system built on a foundation to create online marketing success. It's the only content management system that offers keyword-specific SEO advice, can integrate with your shopping cart system, and offer multi-site management. PixelSilk frees my time while making my company's website easy to manage and promote. Even better, PixelSilk has been embraced by the SEO community. I'm Bruce Clay, and PixelSilk is the first CMS I have ever felt good about recommending. With this winning combination, we have all the tools we need. PixelSilk.com, the ultimate in SEO-driven CMS. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. SEM Synergy. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. On WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to Strike Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to Strike Point. My name is Michael Demip, and I have with me uh, Baz Vanderbilt. I think I did a little bit of this time. Uh, <laughs> maybe uh, I know Baz from a, a very good website called Search Cowboys. In case you don't know about that site, you should go and check it out on searchcowboys.com. It's become a, a, an increasingly important news source, I would say, for me. Um, and especially if you are doing SEO and living in Europe. You might find a lot of interesting stuff there. Um, but maybe, Baz, you could just uh, uh, let the listeners know a few words about yourself. Yeah, sure. I'm, uh, as you said, uh, Search Cowboys. That's where most people know me from, I, th- I think. Uh, I'm the chief editor of Search Cowboys, which we started, uh, well, at the beginning of this year, was the official launch. Um, and we have an, uh, a special focus on Europe. Uh, we figured there's already search engine land, search engine watch, so we don't uh, uh, need to go and compete with them. But uh, we wanted to set up a blog which was focused on, on Europe. So we tried to cover as much as possible from what's going on in the search market in Europe. And myself, I'm uh, also a search, uh, search marketing uh, strategist. That's how you call it, a muscle project manager. And I do a, a whole lot of uh, other stuff. But uh, mostly I'm uh, working on uh, Search Cowboys and uh, doing some uh, st- strategy stuff. So that's, uh, that's me in, uh, in short. Yeah, and, uh, good. Uh, Thank as you. As you said, <laughs> we also do the Search Cowboys show on, on Thursday nights. So 
That's good. Yeah. Yeah, you just started that uh, recently. When was that? Um, like a month uh, ago or something? Maybe. Yeah, no, it's only two months already. It's uh, eight, eight, yeah. eight weeks ago already. Yeah, it's going good. It's going right. And uh, we're having a lot yes. of fun. It's uh, really good doing. Good, very good. You should definitely check it, check out that show as well. Um, anyway, um, we want to talk about uh, Google dropping uh, PageRank from the Webmaster Tools. Uh, in case you haven't heard this, um, you can check my post out on my blog on blogdemip.com, and I think there's some postings on search. Uh, cowboys.com uh, as well about this. It's been all over the web last week. Um, in case you haven't heard it, uh, Google dropped uh, the reporting of PageRank from the Webmaster Tools. So the detailed PageRank uh, uh, information that you used to get there is not there anymore. Uh, however, they kept it on the toolbar. So for the rest of the world, uh, they will still see the regular very infrequently updated toolbar page rank. <laughs> um, so of course that has made a lot of people think, why is that? Because there are very good reasons, I think, that um, they pick, they removed it in the webmaster tools. Because I mean, now for years, Google have been saying the same thing that any SEO that knows about SEO would say that don't pay so much attention to page rank, pay attention to more correct factors like you know backlinks and content and index pages and whatever. Um, Google have been saying that for years now, so removing it from the webmaster tools is just aligning themselves with their own recommendations. The big question is then, why do they want to keep it in the toolbar? So what's your stake on that, Best? I think, um, well, as you said on your blog also, it's if, if you look at the big crowd of people who, who, who look at PageRank. It's like a few weeks ago they, they said we're not using meta keywords anymore. We already knew that for a long time. Uh, so that, that was kind of uh, useless for us, but it's, it may be useful for uh, for the big crowd. But um, PageRank is, is it's worth something. It, it's some, if your site has a high PageRank, uh, people think your site is worth something. something. And you're not just, well, you, you don't leave that away. It's like you said on your blog. I think you, you said it was uh, branding, uh, it, the branding of the page rank, which is, was the reason they they left it there, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm suggesting that, that one of the reasons that they need to keep it is that they, that, that page rank has become a brand. And in fact, it is also a brand. It's, it's brand protected. And there's a patent called page rank. Those two things are not uh, legally the same thing. I know there's also been a, a question of ownership. It used to be Stanford that had the patent uh, and, and Google that had the, the brand. And, you know, there's some confusion with that. And I think basically they, they put way more into the PageRank brand than there's a, a technical reasons to do. I mean, they, they, they broadened the, 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 the meaning of PageRank to the general public, saying PageRank is like Google's combined secret source of how to rank web pages, and that's why we do it so good. Uh, so they position PageRank in a much broader sense than what it is from a technology point of view, and it has become a very, very strong brand. Uh, I, I haven't do. seen PageRank. You know, it, 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 everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people know about PageRank, and they don't understand exactly yeah. what it is and what kind of impact it has from a technical point of view, but they do understand the brand. And would you they say, use it. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Would, would you say it's like, uh, would, would you say it's like the the, the Coca Cola recipe? 
similar? No, not exactly, because uh, there's not a word for the Coca-Cola recipe that Coca-Cola have been using to brand themselves. It's 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 a different thing. Uh, um, it's 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 a way for a technology company, actually, a very clever way. I don't know if it was thought out like that, but actually a very clever way, I think, to, to um, describe and brand the technology aside from the brand itself. Uh, and in many ways, it has worked great for that. The problem, of course, from a webmaster point of view is that PageRank technically, as we can all agree, is not a very accurate way of measuring uh, your potential success in search engines. Um, for a lot of reasons, and we don't even need to go into that because I think most of the listeners already know about that. Um, so removing it from the uh, webmaster tools is, is perfect, but I do think that, that the general audience of Google view PageRank as something very different than we do as webmasters and, and engineers at Google, uh, the way that they're handling it. So that's why I'm, I'm suggesting that it may be very, very difficult for Google to drop it in the toolbar, because if they do drop it, they need a different brand. They need something else. They need some other way of explaining to the general public what the secret source of Google is, and some way of of indicating to average users uh, the quality in Google's eyes on different websites, at least that have, have proven to work very well for them. Um, and and you know, so maybe by the end of the day, changing the brand wouldn't actually you know do much uh, good. It would, from a technical point of view, that a different brand would not be page rank and therefore not be confused with the technical uh, page rank, but. From a branding point of view, that would be a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, very expensive. You, yeah. Do you think they're gonna they're gonna well gradually get rid of it, or is this gonna stay in the toolbar forever? I I think you know really it comes down to whether it will be the the, the engineers or the branding uh, managers that that win uh, this this discussion <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> you know from a business and branding point of view it doesn't make sense to remove a and drop a really, really good and very, very valuable brand and just to build another name for, for basically the same public perception of what it is. Uh, but from a technical yeah. point of view, I think yeah. they, 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 you know, they're a lot, and, and those technicians can have an impact on the quality of the search because the problem is with keeping PageRank in the toolbar is there's a lot of, there's a lot of business around PageRank. There, there are SAOs that are getting paid based on the page rank that their clients get. Uh, there are link farms and link uh, networks that sell their services based on the page rank of websites. Yep. And yep. to some degree, this is hurting the quality of Google Index. So by having that focus on page rank and keeping it in the toolbar, Google is to some degree hurting their own quality. That's so that would, be yep. a good, that would be a good argument for removing it. But, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> so, well, what, what, what do you think? Do you think they're going to keep it, or do you think they? they well, the thing is, it's a bit strange because if you look at the the rhythm of PageRank updates, there should have been one already. I think about a month ago or something like that, and they haven't done that. And now they uh, remove it from the Webmaster tools. So th there's they're definitely doing something. And as you said, it's up to who is going to be uh, uh, on top, uh, the, the, the technicians or the, uh, uh, or the branding uh, guys at Google who, who will win it. But I do feel that uh, Google is making some kind of move. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they uh, um, are going to gradually make it less important so that, that 
are going to well re make brand less important and therefore lose it in a couple of years. That wouldn't surprise me, because uh, uh, and and maybe maybe they're just testing it. I, I don't know. That could be also a theory that they're just really testing the waters now. Let's just try and remove it from webmaster tools, realizing that it's only a fraction of of the of the of the search users that that have any any dealing with the webmaster tools, and then see what kind of reactions we're going to get. Uh, yeah. But but I do think that it's it it's going to be difficult to send mixed signals about uh, um, page rank. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but but what you look what you see now is that everybody is looking for. Uh, if you talk to SEOs or if you talk to clients, everybody's saying, "Okay, I've got a page rank three or page rank four, and I want to go to page rank six. If you take it away now, they will all be. Uh, well, a lot of people will will be like, "What? What am I going to do now? Uh, how am I going to see how how I rank? How am I going to see how I'm doing?" Uh, but Google needs to teach uh, the people that they have to look at, diff at it at it a different way, and not just through the uh, through the page rank. And I think by taking it away from the webmaster tools, first step to start learning uh, webmasters that uh, they 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 shouldn't look at it. So maybe. It's the first step uh, of, of 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 many next steps. But the problem is also. Yeah, go on. No, no, no. That was it. Uh, the the problem is also I think that that by removing PageRank, if they did remove PageRank from the toolbar, also would be that I don't think that means that webmasters would not try to figure out the quality of a website and what kind of link use they could expect from it, especially. When you go out and buy links, you want to make sure that the links you're buying are from websites that benefit you, and you want to pay no more money than the value that it actually brings you to, you know, with some correlation. Uh, so webmasters still need a way to evaluate uh, websites for their link quality. Now, of course, we all know that it you should not value a website just on that page rank and buy links just based on that. But people do that. <laughs> Realistically, oh, yeah. people people do that, and and so. If they remove PageRank, those people are now forced to move to some other ways of doing it. And the, the other way of doing it is what most sensitive SEOs are doing anyway. We're checking backlinks and we're checking other kinds of data. The problem is that for me to check PageRank and give my clients a PageRank data, it only, it only requires one request to Google, legitimate or not, but only one request. If I have to check all other sorts of data and combine that data, and process that data, I will have to make far more requests, most likely automated requests, <laughs> to Google to collect that data. So, yeah. again, by removing PageRank, Google could actually hurt themselves because webmasters are not just going to give up and say, okay, but then we're not going to deal with links because they will, you know, because it works. <laughs> so they, yeah. will, they will be forced to find some other way of evaluating whatever they're buying or trading or yeah, I was at I was at A4U Expo last week, and those are affiliates, and all they do is look at links and page rank. That's all they do. They, they yeah. don't care about rankings or any other stuff. They just look at page rank and links. So if Google takes away page rank, it takes away half their business. So complete business models are based on the page rank for those guys. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how it goes, but, but I think it's going to be increasingly difficult for Google to argue in the public that people should look at PageRank in the toolbar to see how Google um, judge a website and then on all the webmaster conferences and SEO conferences tell the webmasters that they shouldn't do it 
and they won't report it because it doesn't matter. I mean that that's that's mixed messages, and and that's gonna gonna be more and more um, confusing to deal with. Do you think that maybe uh, somebody uh, different uh, that there are two kinds of technicians working on what the technicians of the toolbar and the technicians of the Google Webmaster Central, and that they might not know from each other what they're doing? Mm, no, I, I would say I, w I would find it very unlikely that they do such a dramatic thing as dropping it from either place without any coordination. Uh, I, I would assume that they, they, they have some kind of communication about that, but of course it's just guesswork. Uh, but I, I would assume that uh, uh, because it is a very important uh, brand. It, it's probably the second strongest brand in, 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 in Google's, uh, um, Google's um, names. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I would assume that, but again, again I, I wouldn't, of course, know. Uh, I'm not working inside Google. So. <laughs> but we can we can get a reply on that from uh, from one of the Google guys at some point. Yeah, we'll ask them. Yeah, that would be interesting. Anyway, uh, I think we need to take just a small short break um, to let our sponsors uh, have a word. So um, if you stay with us for just a minute, we will be back and uh, welcome our sponsors. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on localpages.com. Localpages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? Localpages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with localpages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. Localpages.com. List your business on localpages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. Localpages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles. At hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Press this Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to Strike Point, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host... Welcome back to StrikePoint. We are live today. It's October 19, and with me I have Bass Fender Bill. I'm getting better at this. <laughs> <laughs> 
keep going. <laughs> You'll speak. <directly laughs> yeah. By the end of the show, it's going to be almost perfect. <laughs> anyway, we were talking about search engines dropping different things, and um, so let's move on to Yahoo dropping paid inclusion. That's almost kind of uh, feels a little sad in a way. I, I, I was I was involved with that from the very beginning. Um, Indirectly, in, in, in because I worked with some of the very early adapters of um, the inclusion program, first with uh, uh, Jim Stop with Position Tech, who was, I would say, the first, uh, um, he was, I guess, the first external uh, um, partner with uh, Yahoo, and then uh, later I worked with um, Market Leap in San Francisco for, for a couple of years, and they were very big with um, paid inclusion, made some really cool applications for tuning up and, and, and optimizing your feeds in, in, in Yahoo. Uh, so for a long time that was actually a good business for um, for some of the good providers in the market, but I think it kind of kind of went downhill a little bit over the years, especially with Google taking taking more of more of the market, of course. But um, <laughs> but uh, have you been have you been using a paid inclusion at all? Not really much. No, uh, if you, in Holland uh, you do, you're not really working with Yahoo because no. Google's got a, got about ninety nine percent here, so. If you work with Yahoo, you well, you, people do work with Yahoo though. But I didn't really work with it. But um, it, it does make sense that they they killed it now. Actually, it's uh, it's it, it, like you said, it's 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 kind of the old days. Feels feels like history already before it's ended. I mean, I kind of had mixed feelings with it when it came into play. I, I thought I, I did find it a little bit uh, hypocritical because uh, it it is and it it, it was. Uh, a legitimate form of cloaking. I mean, basically, you, yeah. uh, in case any listeners don't know about it, uh, with the paid inclusion program, you are feeding content, titles, descriptions in an XML feed to the to Yahoo um, with a pointer to the page that uh, it should be um, related to. So basically, the, the, the body copy and the title and description and everything that you put in there, including keywords that Yahoo also read, was didn't have to be exactly what was on the page. In other words, it was cloaking. Now, of course, the argument from from Yahoo why it wasn't bad cloaking is that the feeds was undergoing an editorial process and there was special attention put into it, and also that they had trusted partners. And in case those trusted partners did not live up to that trust, you know, it could be taken away, and there were all kinds of precautions that they do not have on the organic index. So from that argument, it was not exactly like cloaking, but from a technical point of view and from the optimization point of view, you could do really great things. I mean, also you could, I mean, optimize your stuff, see the result, then you could optimize it again, upload it, and two, three days later, you could see the result again, sometimes even faster. You know, yeah. that was great <laughs> from yeah. an SEO point of view. And um, and I think that, that some of the good partners of the Yahoo Paid Inclusion Program actually made some really, really good uh, uh, work for, for, for some of their clients. So yeah. I think it worked out to be a, a good program. But of course, like you're saying exactly the same thing that most European SEOs are saying that we, we never actually used it much over here on the European side. Uh, first of all, with the with the limited uh, distribution of Yahoo here, and 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 also some limitations on, on where you could use it and how and so on, um, and also I think the whole business model around the paid inclusion program was made based on U.S. terms, so they also had problems with 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 pricing uh, issues, especially with the with the pay per click version of it, um, and and also with the with the fixed price was was fixed on on U.S. market terms. 
Yeah. And it just it, it, it just doesn't, you know, you cannot pay the same thing for a URL for the Danish or the Dutch market as you do for a URL on the US market. So uh, it was obviously uh, uh, always focused on, 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 on the US market. Um, maybe a few more markets that I don't know about, but especially the US. Yeah, it's going to be busy though, I think, because it, they're, they're going to stop it by the end of the year. So probably a lot of marketeers are going to try to get as much out of it uh, over the next couple of months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I mean, it would be the ones that are already using it because the, there's a kind of a steep entrance to it, you know. And, and I mean, there's a there's a learning curve, and 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 there's definitely a lot of stuff that you need to do. That's why companies like Market Leap and 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 um, Precision Check and other companies that are optimizing feeds have a have a, a, a place in the market because it actually takes a lot of work, and that work. You gotta pay for, <laughs> no, no matter who do it. I mean, and and so, I, I I'm not sure how many would benefit from from jumping in on on the paid inclusion program now, just to run it for a couple of months. But then again, maybe for some of the Christmas uh, uh, um, selling uh, uh, businesses, maybe maybe they would uh, benefit from it. But as you say, anyway, it's the first of January. I think that it's it's closing down totally, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah have you heard anything from Yahoo on on, on on exactly why it is that they're closing it down? Because I haven't. Uh, heard. Well, they they sent a statement in, and uh, this. Let me see. Just just check it for a minute. Um, no, just just saying that um, they're committing to the resources and efforts to our core areas of focus including the improving the search experience and relevancy of the ads to increase user engagement and ROI for, uh, ROI for advertisers. So they're yeah. actually you know, they're just saying, well, we're going to focus on another direction than what we're doing now. Uh, so uh, um, uh, we, we, don't, we don't have time for this anymore. That's actually what they're saying, in short. Yeah, which also kind of indicates that they're not making a fortune out of it. Because if they did make a fortune out of it, they would have time for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but that 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 seems logical. I mean, I, we definitely don't hear as much talk about um, paid inclusion even on the U.S. side. It's I mean, if, if you go to the U.S. conferences for the past two or three years, Yahoo paid inclusion haven't exactly been been the top of the headlines. <laughs> no, uh, no, not at all. To put it lightly. So yeah, maybe maybe they're simply not making enough money for it to sustain. I was also uh, just speculating that that it could have something to do with that uh, MSN or, or the Microsoft deal, um, or you know other changes. And maybe it is just what they're saying that they do want to focus their their, their, their energy on 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 the core values of, of what they do, and um, that might be good. That might be good yeah. for them. That's anyway. Insane strange thing then is that they said they're going to focus on improving the search experience and they said uh, originally that they would be using Bing for that. So Yeah, and also they actually said when they introduced paid inclusion, the, argue, the public argument, part of the, uh, part of the public argument was that paid inclusion would improve the quality of their search, which was one of the controversial arguments in that whole paid inclusion discussion and, and because of course naturally uh, a lot of people would assume that the paid inclusion would damage search results, which I don't think actually it have. You know, if you if you look at the years where paid inclusion have been there, I don't think that you can conclude that uh, paid inclusion really hurt uh, search results. Um, you know, you could of course find 
anecdotal, uh, uh, you know, examples of, of, of bad results that could be based on that. But I don't think in general it, it was hurting results. No, I don't think so. Not enough. Anyway, uh, it's interesting. Um, so I wanted to touch on, um, so moving on a little bit, I wanted to touch on, uh, Danny had a, um, an interesting post that been quite a bit of discussion about uh, yeah. in the past days. Um, if you don't know about Danny Sullivan's uh, personal blog, it's on daggle.com, D-A-G-G-L-E.com. Uh, it's his personal blog, so very often it's a lot more opinionated than than what you get when he's working more as a journalist and, and being more objective and all that. So so he is expressing his personal feelings about things and stuff, which is super duper because he do have some very good um Good feelings about things, and he, he does have very good ideas about what he wanted to change. And this this particular yeah. um, article is is called "Link Spammers uh, Killed My Wife's Website," which is uh, a little story about his own family. His wife did a, a website, very small one, just a, a website with some some female friends and stuff, whatever, small community site. And it was basically bombarded back to um, nothing from uh, link spamming. And of course, there's all the arguments that you could protect yourself better and blah, 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 blah. But that's not really the argument that he's trying to bring up. He's trying to bring up the argument that this is just not right. This is, this is, this is not right. And, and in some of my comments, I kind of, you know, uh, uh, made the analogy to, um, to drunk driving. I mean, it's not right to drive when you're drunk. You know, people get killed from that. It, you know, people don't get killed from link spamming, but you kill their 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 work on the web. And and it it that kind of uh, the kind of aggressive and and intrusive uh, uh, automated uh, uh, um, comment spam that we do see a lot of blogs being hit with, a lot of communities being hit with. You know, is is it's true. It's it, it is not right. And what he's basically arguing is that. You know, hopefully we can get more people to understand that they should not, you know, take down my wife's website. Or one of the other examples he's using is an example that Mike Brehan brought up, uh, I think last year, something with, with a website that was in, in, in honor of, of one of his friends that died uh, accidentally or something. Uh, so a memorial site. And it was it was also closed down due to uh, to spam. Uh, and, and so it's more from an, the emotional point of view that he's arguing. Of course, the question is whether that's going to help or not. <laughs> Probably not. If you, if you, he's got all. What he's saying is that um, uh, people who are link spamming actually uh, they they suck. That's that's what they say. So he, yeah. one of the <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of the 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 tags in his uh, first post is also rants. So you know he's really ranting uh, in the post, and he's absolutely right. People who do that they suck. But if you really look at it, how how things work, uh, it's it's like. Yeah, how do you say it? It's 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 like what you said. You people, drunk drivers. There will always be drunk drivers. Uh, you can say they shouldn't be there, but they will always be there. And as long as people are getting uh, high rankings for links, they're gonna try to find links somehow, and they're doing that with link spamming. And link spamming is a way of getting a cheap way of getting links. So if people are having their business model focused on uh, on links, then link spamming will always be there. I think the only way you can really change it is if, if Google changes its rules. And, but <laughs> that's not going to happen, I think. Yeah, and, and I think also, I mean, because I also made part of that, 
part of that argument. But I also think that uh, Danny is somehow right also in his reply that that that's exactly what the engines was trying to do with the nofollow tag. And the fact is that a lot of blogs, a lot of forums have these nofollow tags on. But the fact is also that people spam them uh, with automated link building anyway. And also, I think it may not be an evidential fact, but I have a very strong feeling, and a lot of people have a strong feeling, and maybe maybe it's a misconception, I couldn't know for sure, but I have a strong feeling that Google especially do also put some kind of value in the nofollow links from the communities. Mm -hmm. I, I actually made that argument in, in a conference in, in Stockholm just, just a week ago. Um, I don't think it makes sense for Google to first collect all that link data from a very important part of the web, the living communities, all that data, it doesn't make sense from an editorial point of view to discount it all just because they all suddenly gone no follow on them and actually followed the, <laughs> the recommendations that they made. It doesn't make sense from an editorial point of view to collect all that data, all that beautiful data, and then not use any of it. I, I I secretly think that they do use some of it, but I do think that they are trying to better understand the true value of um, of links and only value the ones that they think are, are good from an editorial point of view and not look so much at that nofollow check because I think it, it's gone down the same drain that the meta keyword text did. Yeah, uh, but I think that... I think you're addressing a much bigger issue here, because if that's true, then um, uh, th then it's all about well teaching those uh, the, 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 the big the big crowd how to work with links and that link uh, on, you only to use the really important links and look at really really high uh, uh, high evaluated links and not just any link. I, I have a client of mine who actually believes he has to get at least 10 or, or, or 20 links a day and it doesn't matter if the links are good or bad he just wants 20, 10 or 20 links a day and he doesn't care if the link is good or bad so people have to be aware that that doesn't matter so Google has to speak out on that I think I don't know if you agree but if Google yeah, says if Google says that's wrong then people will maybe react on it like with the meta keywords yeah but, but I think you know to I, I, I think that then that's what was also part of my initial argument against nofollow because I don't think initially nofollow was a very good idea. I don't think that it had proven to solve anything. Um, and, and, and I basically don't believe very much in telling webmasters to, um, to, to adapt to certain standards, whether it is meta uh, 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 metadata, or, or whether it's 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 micro information of all the certain kinds you could put, or or Dublin call, or or no follow, because the reality is that most of the web is published, and that's actually the beauty of the web. Most of it is published by amateurs, <laughs> which is you good. know, yeah. it, which is good from a from a from a from a content point of view. That's what makes it so great. Yeah. Um, that you don't have to be a professional publisher to express whatever it is that you want to express. That's what's so beautiful about the web. And I don't think, I hope not, that's going to change. And therefore, expecting people to deal with these things professionally 
is not realistic. They're not going to do that. Um, so I think you know we 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 um, we're back to we're getting back to 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 what Dan is talking about. He's just arguing that I think he I, I know he's realistic that he won't be able or anybody won't be able to change the entire world. We won't be able to convince Russian hackers that it's unethical <laughs> to spam his wife's blog. They really <laughs> don't care about that. And I, I know. I know that. No, I know Danny can do a lot, but that he cannot do. <laughs> no, no. But I do think, I do actually think that he can change some of the people's minds in the business. Absolutely, yeah. I think and, it's and really spoke out. If, yeah, if I do think that in smaller communities, you can make people change their mind. And I, I, I use this uh, um, example in, in, in the comments on, on, on Danny's blog with uh, in Denmark, where I live. Uh, when I was young, it was considered kind of cool if you could drive uh, home from a party in your car and, and get away with it, uh, even if you were drunk. It was considered kind of cool to, to be able to do that. That has totally changed over the past maybe 15 years or something. And today it's absolutely not cool. You don't brag about it if you do it, you know, and, and it's not something that is as common as it was. We still have drunk drivers and drunk drivers still kill, kill people, you know, maybe, yeah. but, but it's far less... Than, than, than it used to be, uh, and it's not accepted amongst most decent people. And and I think that's the kind of reaction that, that Dennis may be hoping that among most decent people, maybe we can find. And, you know, I think that there's a, there's a point in that, and I think it is possible we just <laughs> won't change the entire world, and, and link spam is not going to go away just because of that. <laughs> No, that's not. But it's good that he spoke out. If you don't, if you say nothing at all, then it might even be just well. Then things will go get worse. Even I think. Yeah, and I mean, so realistically, people people do change their minds. You know, there was a time when we 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 or the the most of the world, at least half of the world, didn't think women should have voting rights. You know, and there was a time when we think it was okay to beat up your kids or your wife, for that matter, or your employees. <laughs> you know that, that things change. You know, we change our minds about how we treat other people and the actions that we take, yeah. including uh, dry drunking, uh, drinking and driving. <laughs> he actually got uh, got a lot of links out of it, by the way, uh, out of this article. Uh, he, of he now, uh, funny thing is that he now ranks number two on the uh, sentence, killed my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, that may, may, maybe it will soon turn up as a search suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, who knows? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, as usual, uh, time is running on us. I think we need to take just a short break um, before we break into the last few minutes of the show. So if you stay with us, um, please welcome our sponsors. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break, only on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> XYZ in the affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up as a flash. Quickly convert the clicks in the cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agree that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. You can come with state of the art tracking. Where did it start? You can do it a couple ways. Eight, six, 
company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. AffiliateContracts.com is an affiliate network like no other. Hands-on account management right from setup gives personal attention with continual account optimization. And our affiliates will attest our offers consistently pay more money every single day. Seriously. And hey, want to make a lot of money fast? Check out our unbeatable, I mean unbeatable insurance offers. Higher conversions with programs that are sustainable and scalable because AffiliateContracts.com is committed to you for the long run. Bigger payouts, higher conversions, and attention you expect from dedicated affiliate managers. AffiliateContracts.com. That's what the affiliate world needs. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, back to Strike Point, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host... Welcome back to Strike Point and the last few minutes of today's live show. And with me, I have uh, S. Van Der Wolf. Yeah, you speak Dutch now. <laughs> <laughs> now, to learn the rest of the Dutch language wouldn't be that much of a problem, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I know a couple of Danish guys who, who started working here and they learned uh, Dutch really quickly. Uh, probably it's, uh, it's a language which is quite similar. So uh, uh, you, yeah. you would learn uh, pretty fast, I think. Uh, you know, you don't you don't know my 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 language skills. So uh, it, it took me quite some years to just learn Danish and English. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's not going to be in this show. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> we've got time. <laughs> anyway, um, we're kind of running a little bit out of time. I just wanted to touch on uh, SMX. Um, I was there last week. Um, you were not there, as far as I. No, no, I was. You spent uh, time on the on the UK conference. Yes, I was at AVU in uh, in in London. Uh, yeah. Together with uh, with Dave and uh, yeah. amongst others, and uh, that that was a good uh, conference. But how was SMX? Was it uh, was it a good conference? Yeah, I think so. It's uh, all the SMX in uh, Europe except for uh, for London is now. Um, I think maybe it was from the beginning, but it's it's uh, organized by uh, Rising Media. Um, so they're doing uh, uh, Stockholm and, and, and Germany that, that I'm participating in and then they I think they also do something in Germany and France but that's in in German and French uh, or in, in, sorry in, uh, in Hamburg I think and, uh, and in, in, in Paris I think maybe anyway as I don't speak German and I don't speak French uh, I'm usually not invited to those conferences <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the one in, in Stockholm uh, is, um, is held in Totally in, in English, which works fine. Okay. Um, and it's a it's a much smaller conference than most of the other conferences, of course. That's always been the problem with Scandinavia, and it's kind of funny though. Uh, and people who don't know Scandinavia often think Scandinavia is one region. And from many you know many point of view, you could 
say that Scandinavia is one region. We do have, I mean, you don't need passports to go between the countries. We speak similar languages, although they're not identical, they're similar. Most people can understand each other with a little bit of help. Um, and, and we share a lot of things in terms of, of how, poli- how, how our politics works and, and, and the basic systems of our nations and welfare system and, and all that kind of thing. So, you know, there are a lot of similarities in, in, in Scandinavia. But the funny thing is that when it comes to organizing like a conference, also applies to other things, we're actually very separate. Uh, also, when it comes to cultures, uh, the different bands, local bands that works in, in that, that, that sell a lot of albums in, in Denmark, are very often not the ones that sell in Sweden and different from the ones in Norway. There are cultural differences that people don't understand. Um, there's big differences, small differences, but when it comes to conferences, what we often find is that people from uh, Norway and Denmark don't want to go to Sweden to a conference, and the same thing applies all the other ways around. Um, if a Danish company want to go to a conference, they much rather go to London or fly to New York, for one. Um, I think they may consider it a little more exciting um, going to uh, (laughs) UK or New York versus going to Stockholm Um, and especially with London London is about as far away as Stockholm that's what most people also don't uh, forget is that Scandinavia is actually very very big (laughs) there's there's almost like (laughs) 3000 kilometers from the top of Sweden to the bottom of Denmark Um, I mean, just look at your, your atlas, you know, there's just as long from the top of Sweden to Denmark as there is from Denmark to Africa. Oh, <laughs> it's really? very big. It's oh, very, no. very long. <laughs> so, so, flying up to Stockholm takes about an hour. That's the same thing as it takes me to fly to London. And pricing is probably not very different. Actually, right now, London is cheaper than Stockholm, I would say. And they have a lot more, better. they have better restaurants. They have better shows, they, you know. So if you if you if you want to make a trip out of it, I understand why why some people want to go to London rather than Stockholm. And yeah, so it, of course, if you, you want to, yeah, and if you want to take a few more days off, going to New York is actually not much much more expensive, especially now with the dollar that is so oh. ridiculously low. Uh, it is actually cheap to go there. Airfare is not expensive if, if you just want a normal seat, um, and it's it. I think it's it. it there's also then the content uh, question because realistically, if you go to the conferences in New York, there's like two, three, four thousand people attending, sometimes even more. There's uh, maybe four tracks going on in three or four days, and there's maybe two hundred exhibitors. You know, they are bigger, and yeah. so you can get you know, more out of it. Yeah. I don't know if you necessarily get more out of it because well, if you have more choice, and then the chance is bigger than you have that that you get. The, the, the session you were hoping to see. Yeah, but you know, it, it, first of all, I mean, you won't be able to attend 120 sessions or whatever, you know, how many they do on, on the big conferences. That's just physically impossible. Uh, <laughs> Would be something. <laughs> so the question is, do they actually have the sessions that you want to go to? Do they have the kind of, do they cover the kind of topics you want to you want to hear about? And of course, secondly, who's going to present? And I do think that they, they actually attract some good uh, international speakers also on the local conferences. I was to another conference, not SAS, uh, SMX, uh, uh, about a month ago in, in, in Oslo. And they got, uh, you know, people like me and Adam Lesnick from Google and Brent Fishkin and, and, and uh, Brian Eisenberg. You know, so they, you know, got a bunch of, of, of really good established uh, speakers, industry speakers. 
Um, so from that point of view, the content point of view and the speaker quality point of view, I think that they they actually do sometimes really good. And the difference is when you go to if you go to a conference for that conference in Stockholm, for instance, or, or Norway, and you want to talk to me personally, or you want to talk to any of the other speakers personally, or some of the other attendees, it's much more likely that you will actually be able to do that. <laughs> and uh, compared to New York, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and maybe it's also that for speakers, it works the other way around, that they, uh, for, for example, you say Brian Eisenberg, he, he would like to go to Oslo, or uh, I spoke to Gillian Music on in London, she was also in, in Stockholm, I, I, she likes to go to Stockholm because, well, th that's different for her, yeah. because she, she, she comes to New York a lot, uh, so for her, it's interesting to go to, to Stockholm, so yeah. it, it, it kind of works both ways. But, it, it, uh, I think I think it does. Uh, so I wouldn't say necessarily that going to a bigger conference is always better, but of course, the more advanced you get, um, often I would say that the smaller conferences, it's it's very difficult for them to do what, for instance, Danny did in um, in, in Seattle with uh, SMS Advanced, where he was focusing uh, mostly on advanced topics, and I think they're also taking now uh, SMX to be advanced in London uh, next yeah. time. So, so um, you can do that in London and you can do that in, in the US, but that is probably not possible in Stockholm or Copenhagen or Oslo because you would attract too few people. Yeah, but if they do that in London, that's enough because what you said, people will come will come to London, so that's okay. And they actually kind of did that last year right, already in London because they skipped uh, or, or they pulled out one track altogether. So it's, it already was more advanced in, in SMX London. Yeah. I, I actually think that's a very good. Uh, uh, I think I think they should make uh, most of those uh, uh, conferences advanced, but they still want to keep some of them advanced and some of them just as a mix, and that's up to them. But I think it's it, there's a um, there's a very good point in in, in in doing the advanced because I do think there's a big enough crowd, uh, especially uh, in the UK and the US, the bigger bigger markets. Um, there's a, a um, there's a big enough crowd that ha that knows all the basics that have been to conferences for the last uh, couple of years and that really do need some more advanced stuff. And uh, for them, it's, it's, it's much better. To me, you know, as a speaker, it doesn't really matter. I, I like to speak to anybody. I like to, you know, <laughs> it, 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 I like to understand what kind of audience I'm speaking to so at least I can address it in the right way and with the right kind of details uh, uh, um, so everybody can understand what, they, what they're getting. But, but to me, it, it's just as much a satisfaction to teach a newbie about the, 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 the fun about SEO and, and the basics about it than it is to teach some really, really advanced guys some, some hardcore. Uh, but you need, you, need the, you need the differences in conferences because otherwise you will get the same conference in London, in Oslo, in Stockholm, yeah. and in Munich. And, and you want the difference. You, yeah, so, so all else probably good. Anyway, we're running out of time here. The studio is... Um, is calling on us, so um, we better end this show. It was uh, very good to have you here, Bas. And thank for you for having guys, me. Uh, all of you guys who listened, check it out. Um, search Cowboys for Thursdays. Uh, what was it? Seven o'clock uh, mid European time and six o'clock UK time. Yes. So I guess you can figure it out from there. I hope to have you back on the show um, whenever Dave is not around. <laughs> we try and <laughs> help it. each other out a little bit on the shows here. So um, yes, thank you very much, Bas. Thank you. <laughs>